for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It is Monday, November 27th, 2023, the Monday after Thanksgiving. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. I did, and we're just so grateful to be back here to work. You know what? I am grateful to be back because we are thought leaders in a marketplace that is desperate for thought leadership. But what should we be thinking about? We had a great discussion just before we went live. We'll touch base on a little bit of that. And we just want to say thank you for being a listener. We're grateful for you as our listeners. Again, this podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals, and we're grateful to have you as our listener, as we've already said. Our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Thank you to our sponsors, Byte Software. If you're tired of long contracts, failed implementations, or having to change your process to fit your LOS, it's time to consider Byte Software. They do have a Great product. Also, Finastra, a seamless platform because of the entire platform is housed in the cloud. Everything's going to the cloud. Finastra is there. They're also the largest fintech company. We pay attention to what large fintech companies think in this market. What are they focused on? What are they doing? We're going to have some of their guests, some of their executives coming on to share with us their perspective. Again, they're global. They think of the broader perspective. So what can we gain? What's going on in Europe? Finastra will be talking to us in an upcoming podcast. Stay tuned for that. Also, Total Expert is a built-in customer journeys that give lenders a starting place to nurturing campaigns to your consumers. Total Expert has become, without question, the gold standard when it comes to CRMs. It is a full-fledged enterprise solution that you can use, and I recommend it. Also, Lender Homepage, one of our newer sponsors. It's an all-in-one AI-powered platform that provides seamless front-end solution to the mortgage businesses of all sizes. They also help you connect better with borrowers, convert more leads, and they do a great job of building some awesome websites. We're grateful to have them as a new list, as a new advertiser. Along with Truve, Truve is we're going to be doing a podcast with them. Very excited about them because they can help you cut costs when it comes to verifying income, employment, assets, insurance, and all the other things that are going out there. There's one primary competitor in the marketplace. We have great respect for them, but Truve is coming in to provide a cost-effective, substantial cost reduction to provide a what they per se is an equally good service. Also, Angel AI. Love what they're doing with technology. The MBA is what they're doing for our industry. We're going to hear from them in just in a minute. Also, Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative. Both of these co-ops do a fabulous job of getting us to gather in smaller groups to talk about the challenges. I love what the Mortgage Collaborative is doing with their collabs. Pay attention to these co-ops and what were we talking about? Mr. Kittle can share a little bit about that in a minute. Also, Knowledge Coop, iEmergent, Mobility MMI, Modix, a couple of our other sponsors. And we're so grateful to have them. This last week, we released an episode with Joel Rickman of Equifax. Joel is a just a fabulous human being. I love what he does at Equifax. It's no surprise that he's risen to the top of that organization. He is uh, responsible for a billion-dollar book of their business. We talked about HELOCs and how, how uh, Equifax's view of HELOCs, and recommend you check that out. 
upcoming episodes this week. We've got Richard Gazer of Truve coming on, and Richard will be talking about the passing of an age of the fall of a monopoly, talking about the new entrances that are coming into the market to that are going to make you help you reduce costs. Also, special thank you goes out to our regulars, Adam DeSantis, Adam. Adam DeSantis, Les Parker, Matt Graham, David Kittle, who's here live with us, Alice Alvey, who's also here live, Alan Pollock's going to try to make it in. He's sitting at a doctor's office right now. He's texting me, I'll try to make it looking. And so he is going to be there. He is, poor guy's got a pinched nerve. So our thoughts and prayers go out to him. Also, just so much to talk about. So let's get over to the MBA's Mortgage Minute and this week's word from Adam DeSantis. Hi, I'm Adam DeSanctis. This is the Mortgage Minute, the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. FHA released for additional comment its latest loss mitigation proposal to help struggling borrowers avoid foreclosure. The proposed payment supplement provides a loss mitigation solution for borrowers in a high interest rate environment. Under the program, servicers of FHA insured mortgages can temporarily supplement a borrower's monthly payment for three years. This is FHA's second round of stakeholder comments posted to the drafting table, a process MBA strongly supports and greatly appreciates, particularly for complex changes. As a result of industry feedback, the payment supplement simplifies much of the operational complexity that existed with FHA's initial proposal. MBA will continue to analyze this proposal and will develop a response through the Loan Administration Committee ahead of the December 12th deadline to submit comments. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Adam DeSantis. Thank you, MBA, for all that you do for our industry so much. Be sure to sign up for the Mortgage Action Alliance app, known as MAW. You can find it in the app store of your favorite mobile device and uh, get signed up. You can have your voice heard on the Hill in D.C. as they work on many very important initiatives. Very exciting what the MBA is doing Find some battles down there, guys, or up there or wherever you're at geographically, over there in the on the hill in DC. So we got to support them. The least you can do is download this app and add your voice to the comments and to the fight that they're going through on our behalf. Also, let's get over to Les Parker with this week's TM Spotlight and a macro view of the markets. And also what song music parody has for us this week. TM Spotlight Soundbites is brought to you by Power Seller, making hedging easy. Notes going to wait till the midnight hour. That's when their yields come tumbling down. Foreign markets and midnight meetings impact mortgage rates. Gold tells us that uncertainty is rising from OPEC's supply adjustments, China's exporting of deflation, Japan's attempt to exit model land for real prices and rates, and U.S.'s wild fiscal irresponsibility. As a result, the new narrative of slowing growth, declining inflation, and the Fed with no options keep the bulls bullish and the bears fighting for relevance. Oh, yeah! In the midnight hour, yeah, you will pay for it sometime. These views are mine. Be prepared for midnight moves at tmspotlight.com. There you go. Les Parker, Midnight Moves. Love that song, Alice. You and I are both bobbing our heads at that. Kittle just is, I don't know. He's, he's shaking his head sometimes going, I don't know what I have to make of that. But we'll get your thoughts. after. But let's go for the Matt Graham update first for the market. And then we'll talk about the markets and the music parody and all of that good stuff. 
want to get a discussion around that as we get into the topic of production and get Kittle's comments. Matt Graham of mbslive.net. Appreciate you very much. You can sign up for that segment. I sign up for his service and we'll talk about that in just a minute. Got a code for you to use, but let's hear first from Matt Graham. This is Matt Graham with the MBS Live Market Update. Bonds are stronger today after being weaker on the half day Friday of last week. But in general, this week and last week are really just placeholders between the CPI data from two weeks ago and the upcoming significant week of data in the first full week of December, that being next week. Uh, last week's data was arguably forgettable, although there were a few reactions to things like jobless claims and uh, consumer sentiment, largely because consumer sentiment showed inflation expectations rising yet again from the preliminary reading and uh, settling at four and a half percent on the one year level at the final reading. Um, and if you're wondering what that means, preliminary versus final consumer sentiment comes out two times a month. Uh, the first is preliminary. The second one finalizes those numbers. Friday didn't have much data. Uh, S&P PMIs came out right in line with expectations, but uh, the trading momentum has more to do with thin, illiquid trading on uh, holiday weeks. Friday is really only open because the bond market is never fully closed for two days in a row. And it's not a day that traders and analysts really count when it comes to um, following trends or determining if a significant move has happened. Everybody is generally waiting to see how things adjust the following Monday, that being today, and things have adjusted back into the range that they were in last Wednesday, unsurprisingly, or surprisingly, I would say unsurprisingly. Uh, as far as this week goes, the biggest data points early in the week are the treasury auctions. It's a condensed treasury auction cycle so that it can get in before the end of the month. And uh, we get both two and five year auctions today and then sevens tomorrow. We will get updated uh, conforming loan amounts tomorrow after the FHFA home price index comes out. And then on Wednesday, we'll get the second reading of GDP. So the first update, and um, that will be at 8.30 a.m. Wednesday morning. Thursday, jobless claims, Chicago PMI, pending home sales, and Friday, we actually do get one of the top tier reports that uh, typically comes out on Jobs Week, and that will be ISM manufacturing. But most of the top tier data will be out the following week. Notably, even though uh, this Friday is the first Friday of December, we do not get the jobs report until next Friday, December 8th. As far as rates and the outlook, again, things have been very flat. But thankfully, they've been flat near two-month lows as far as mortgage rates are concerned and as far as treasury yields are concerned. Uh, and it seems that the upcoming week of data is in a good position to cast a vote on whether the recent improvements continue or whether the uh, sort of floor that we've encountered is a longer-term floor. At the risk of repeating an often repeated phrase, the market remains highly data dependent. That has been and will continue to be the case. And it will also continue to be the case that we need to see two to three months of cohesive messages from several key reports, especially CPI and the jobs report, showing some measure of contraction in the labor market or ongoing contraction in the labor market, as well as progress toward the 2% inflation target. 
not quite there yet, moving in the right direction, and that's one reason rates have come off the big picture ceiling. But uh, we still need more, uh, two to three months more, of that sort of data before we can really confirm that uh, we are making great progress down from the ceiling back toward more sustainable rate levels. That's going to do it for this week. Back to you. Let's get a word in from our one of our newest sponsors, Kelk. Here's hoping everyone's Thanksgiving feast was easier to digest than last week's housing numbers. Home sales can't get much worse, showing a 13-year low. Sales of previously owned homes dropped 4.1% in October from the month before to an annualized rate of $3.79 million, the National Association of Realtors reported last week. What's so confounding is that home prices continue to stay high. The median home price jumped 3.4% year-over-year, making the fourth straight month of annual gains and the largest increase since November of 2022. Meanwhile, in the the not-the-worst-news-ever category, global markets are pricing in an end to interest rate hikes while our government managed to avoid a federal shutdown, at least until next year. So who in this market is giving the most thanks? For that answer, look no further than the big banks. McKinsey recently reported record profits for banks through 2023. I guess that's what happens when the global governments will rush in to bail you out. Looks like Christmas came early for some folks. Until next time, stay inspired, stay curious, and stay connected. I'm Dan Muggy, and that's this week's Calc Mortgage Minute. Mr. Kittle, good to have you here. Alice is here live with me, the two regulars that we're so grateful to have. Let's start off with you, Mr. Kittle, on any thoughts on Parker's report or the market data that Matt gave us? No, I'm just happy his song wasn't as long today. (laughs) (laughs) You've always given him a bad time about his songs. Yeah. It would be disingenuous to give him a good time about it, though, David. We both love I know you. We love him to death. He just can't sing, but that's okay. He actually has an amazing voice. We've sat around the piano bar a number of times and listened to that guy play and sing. He's not Elton John on the piano, but he does all right. It's been around. So having an adult beverage around the piano bar didn't influence your. (laughs) It hasn't ever influenced you at all in your life. (laughs) It never has. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Good old. Good old. I just think we're going to see, you know, what Les says. He's rarely wrong. It's always mm-hmm. spot on on his predictions in leadership. You have what Adam just said. We're in a market that's, I don't think, going to move much and never does. And coming up to the holidays, loans to be had out there. And you need to go do loans. Somebody's do still loans. buying a house, even though uh, everybody's focusing on Christmas. But yeah. uh, you can still maybe pick up one or two deals. You never know. And I'd certainly be out there hustling as long as I could. Yeah. And what's really interesting about that, David, is we were having a discussion with someone that's close to our family and they said, oh, we're going to stay in our house. We were asking everyone else, are you going to sell your house? Are you going to upgrade? Are you going to downside now that you get empty nested? <laughs> we did the opposite. We got empty nested and we expanded. We grew, we added a lot of square feet to our house and it's for good reason because we had the whole family came home for Thanksgiving. It was wonderful. Plenty of bedrooms, plenty of everything. So we're going to stay put. But a lot of people say they're staying put, but life events happen. Someone dies, someone gets divorced, all the health issues that go on. I'm thinking of one particular family member who says has been very active, broke ribs, broke some bones and went to the hospital and goes, I got to sell the horses, got to sell the bikes. I got to sell all these things. And I'm looking at now with the convalescence I'm going through to heal up 
I have to change my lifestyle. And there's things that one minute, you one month or one week, you'll say, we're holding on to our property. And then something happens, which means inventory is going to be coming available due to life events. And as that inventory comes up, the demand that's there is so intense. The question is, are you having the right discussions to be on top of that? So great point, Mr. Kittle. Be focused on doing business, which I want to get into something that we were talking about just a little bit earlier. It's thought leadership. And what should be our thought leadership? And I was thinking since when we started the podcast off, you said we need to get Bill Cosgrove on. So what I want to do is I want to put together a CEO roundtable in December where we build, bring Cosgrove around and we bring some other CEOs. And I want to have a CEO roundtable to say, share with our listeners what are other CEOs thinking about. So David, let's pull some out of the lab out of the TMC and bring some other, some of our clients into this discussion and let's have a round table. I love to have that. Cosgrove is. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll, I, I can put that together for you. And it uh, depends on how many, I think probably no more than five to give it a, yeah, no more five. an yeah. odd, but not too many on the call and get some, a couple of our female presidents. Yes. Uh, on the podcast and along with Bill and the people that are actually running companies today, seeing it every day and still making it. And maybe they can share with us. Maybe we could have a mini collab lab on your uh, I'd love it. Yeah. We'll even TMC sponsor it. How about that? Sponsored about that? by TMC. How about that? If you pull it hey, together. By the way, can, can I throw a plug out for TMC while we're on? No, you can't. No. Uh, of course you can. Down. Yes, you will. You would. I, I, try to stop you. I try to stop. I was going to do it anyway. I <laughs> That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> We've got uh, Christmas coming up, but we're doing our 12 days of TMC again. And, and just let me give you uh, four or five names. We have lined up speakers to die for. We've got Mark McCurdle from CFPB, Julia Gordon from HUD, uh, oh. Jim Tobin, who's new president of Mini HB in Washington, D.C., and one I'm really excited about because I get to do the interview on December the 14th with former HUD secretary, Dr. Ben Carson. Oh, and that. so we're, we've got some we talk about thought leaders that are in the business and that still have an effect on what we're doing and have great uh, opinions about what should be going on right now. Everybody needs to listen in to the 12 days of TMC. That's good. Yeah. So for those that are not familiar with the 12 days, give us a little insights. What are you doing there? Right. It's a, every day you have a speaker. We have two or three a day, actually. And Melissa and Rob Chrisman continue to do their TMC Roundup on Fridays. So it's just about two weeks of you can pick and choose what you want to listen to. You can get your whole company in there to let them listen, to register. And it's people who are still running businesses, who work for our regulators, who are the decision makers, and get their insights on where we are. We got the president of the NAHB on there. We can talk about home ownership, inventory, lack thereof, what he sees going forward. Teresa Baysmore from the Federal Home Loan Bank. Julia Gordon at HUD. Hello. She can give us her perspective on what 2024 looks like coming in there. And of course, Dr. Carson, who was HUD secretary, mm -hmm. where he thinks okay. the market's going as well. So there's, you need to go to the website and sign up for it. We'd love to have you, whether you remember or not. Okay. So Mr. Kittle, what are your thoughts on what should leaders be as in, and now we're going to have a CEO roundtable, but give us some thoughts, what you think people should be focused on. I was suggesting on our pre-call, I think this realtor, the lawsuit issue, while it's going to play out some is an opportunity and you disagreed with me. You said, yeah, it's going to be maybe, but it's going to be tied up in the courts forever. So who knows and all that, but you took a counterpoint and I go, okay, Alice kind of 
comfortably said, I see both sides of this, but what do you think CEO leaders in this industry should be thinking about leading a company? What should be the thing they should be thinking about as they go into the collection of the, sell, the holidays? Selling and motivating your staff and going out. And I've said it so many times, but I'll keep saying it because I believe it. And you can't sell what you don't believe. People see through that. It's going out and restructuring deals. I'd be calling on some realtors today and say, let me go back and talk to your last three clients that decided not to buy because interest rates went up. And let me talk to them about the benefits of home ownership in a higher interest rate market. Let's see if we can motivate them to go back out and find a house. It's a win for the buyer. It's good for the loan officer in your company. And it helps your realtor out because those conversations can be had. And it's not that you want to go out and just convince somebody to buy a home, convince them that there are benefits to buying a house in a high interest rate environment and look at it all the way around. Try to restructure that deal and get people reinterested again in buying. That's what I would, if I was a loan officer today, I'd be back out talking to my realtors just about their clients that said no and backed out. Can we get them back in and talk to them again? Good point. Good. Excellent. Mr. Kittle, thank you. I don't disagree with you. That is probably front and center as we're going in. Any sense, what's the tone within TMC members as far as they're looking forward into you one and beyond in 2024? Any I sense look, if, if I got on here and said, oh man, they're so excited about next year and, <laughs> and, and doing cartwheels, uh, that would be a lie, but they're all trying to manage their business and get the best deals they can. That's why being part of co-op of TMC, where you have the great preferred partners that we have that give them competitive pricing and business and help them with their technology, it's the place to be. It makes them more efficient. You get better deals on everything that you do. I think they're looking forward to, they've already skinnied down once or twice and they're out working hard, doing the things they need to do, like what I just talked about. Yeah. Good. I know you have to run, so we'll let you run, but appreciate you being here each and every week. And thank you for your thoughts and reflections. All days have a good one, bud. Take care. You bet. Blessings. Yeah. Let's get over John Maynell of iEmergent with this week's update. Thanks, David. As you know, iEmergent's purchase mortgage forecasts give lenders geotargeting capabilities by neighborhood or census tract. This means lenders can optimize their direct mail efforts by using Mortgage Market Smart's zip code overlays. It's the only platform available that can save lenders an unprecedented amount of time and money in their direct mail campaigns. Lenders that use this feature engage with many more borrowers in much less time. And this functionality is absolutely unique to iEmergent, David. Alice Alvey is here. So good to have you here, Alice. Alice is Vice President, Partner Education and Training at Union Home Mortgage. And she's here with a legislative update. Alice, so good to have you here, sister. Hey, thanks, Dave. I want to add a couple of notes to the discussion we just finished up with Dave Kittle. Uh, mm. First of all, just a quick summary back to Matt Graham's points that he made. I hope everyone picked up on that we should be getting our permanent maximum loan amounts uh, for 2024 coming up by tomorrow when the house price index is released. Today, a lot of companies are operating on speculated amounts that we think are going to be increased yeah. and tomorrow will be the actual so we won't be playing in a guessing game anymore and we'll all be on the same playing field then so that'll help a lot and then as far as the thought leadership and what should people be working on now one thing that i think can be a big differentiator for loan officers and companies this time of year is to not sit back on your heels in december 
It is so easy to do with the slowdown in people who are looking for houses that you go, all right, you know what? There's no business out there. I'm going to relax. I'm going to chill. I'm going to gear up after the first of the year. That's backwards thinking. Now is the time to be planning like the plan that David just set out. How do I go talk to my realtors now to have them go look back at their last three clients? What are some other things I can do for my realtors to help energize them, help them set up business plans? Now is the time to be working the hardest you've ever worked so that in January 1st, after the holidays, you're on the ground running. You're not now trying to come out of the holiday fog and you're 30 days behind everyone else. Instead, work on it now to be 30 days ahead of everyone else. So just a tip, something I did at Mortgage U all the time is look at this time of year as an opportunity because so many people do sit back on their heels. Yeah, that's so good. I remember the days of you at Mortgage U. That's where we miss. I miss Mortgage U. I really miss. I'm glad you're with Bill and you're continuing the same good work inside of a single entity. But man, you were you were just everywhere speaking constantly and the leadership you helped bring to our MBA or to our industry. And I met you through the MBA. My previous partners and I, we had a speaking engagement or we had a wanted event. They said, we'll sponsor the event. We'll get behind the event. But only if Alice Alvey uh, can speak. And she's, I said, what's her topic? Compliance. And I'm going, ah, we want people to show up. And uh, so FHA anyway, compliance, right? FHA compliance. That. That'll draw people into it. I'm yeah. In. Woo-hoo. But it Texas turned out. As, bankers. They're yeah. super excited about that. <laughs> yeah. Golly, it's been, I think that's almost 20 years ago and it's been yeah. such a good friendship with you. And of course, Jan Wetzel, who is now retired. Yes. We love Jan. Just love her. I talked to her. You and I both talked to her and stay with her down there in her yep. Florida home. And she's enjoying her retirement years. Good for her. But I appreciate she it. Is. I'm looking so forward. So what do you got? Anything legislatively that we should be paying attention to? I think as always, this time of year, you can go back and listen. Every time in November, we talk about the HUD actuarial report <laughs> that got listed. Say that five times fast after a couple of beverages. So there's always little nuggets in this report that I find are useful for everybody from sales to mortgage lenders who are planning their business. And even from an underwriting standpoint to assess where your company is in relationship to the overall risk that FHA is taking. So their capital ratio is still through the roof. It's over 10%, even in the stress testing portion of the report, where they stress tested it back to 2007, which would be very high uh, foreclosure and default rates. The capital ratio still was well above 5%, and their benchmark is that they have to be above 2%. So lots of room in there. Now, I did not dissect all of the possibilities for that stress testing because there are lots of things that really are unpredictable, such as what's going to happen with the reduced volume, as we're all seeing as their volume will also continue to decline, but offset by that retention of the loans with the low interest rates that hopefully those loans keep performing well over time from 20 and 22. So there's a lot to dissect. A couple of points that jump out really zero, there, nothing in the report. There are numbers, when you look at the graphs, there are no zero, um, no score borrowers. So everyone going through FHA, even if it's a manual underwrite, they've got a credit score. So if anybody's out there who still thinks, oh, they don't have a credit score, I'll try manual underwriting with non-traditional credit. Guess what? Yours is going to be the only file in there and that's going to get pulled for an audit. So you better be ready for that one. The score range has really stayed stable that FHA's sweet spot is over the last nine years. 
They're not getting their better, those better scores like they did during the downturn. But non-depositories are now almost 90% of wow. FHA volume. This is such a great product. I nice. love FHA as a product. So for you look at ways to survive in any market, you want to have FHA in your back pocket. 50% of the FHA refinances were borrowers who went from a conventional cash out to an FHA cash out. Interesting. 50%. Wow. And the average LTV is 68% in those transactions. So think about that. That means it's not about equity. It's not about rate. It's not about trying to get the the 85 LTV FHA. It's, I don't qualify anymore for conventional, either anymore or I was on the bubble in the first place, but I've got the equity now to take care of that cash out refinance just in time for Christmas or right after Christmas. <laughs> so like Christmas, I said, yeah. the planning for what I'm going to pay for during this holiday season, you want to be out in front of those customers and always have FHA on the table, even for your conventional buyers. So if you're not good at it, get trained on it. Uh, I know Deal & Associates uh, does a great job with FHA training. We use their online training courses in our LMS because I know I could write them. As a matter of fact, I did write them in one day, but I like that someone else takes care of keeping them updated and they do a great job. So lots of stuff out there. The number of one last tidbit on Humda data for our compliance people, the number of people who are not reporting their race, sex, or ethnicity is almost 28, I'm sorry, 20, 20% in 2022 and 23 compared to for 20 years, this was the, people did report. So this right. is a big jump. There's a 20%. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. It's down 20% from down previous 20%. years reporting. So it, a lot of people have decided I'm not going to say my race, sex, and ethnicity on my 1003. And you can see that in the data from the FHAs. Interesting sidebar there that it impacts the overall data. I wish people didn't feel it would impact the loan decision because at the end of the day, it doesn't. And I hope people people can get a comfort level with reporting that because the more you can measure it, the more you can make improvements in areas that we need to. That's so a great point. That's my that's what you find in the FHA or the HUD actuarial report, Dave. Oh, <laughs> so only you would find that report so exciting. Yeah. Thank God someone takes the interest in it because <laughs> right. that is there's a lot of really great information in there. And we just the in you help us understand that and help us focus on those issues. Very good, Alice. Very good. I'm so grateful. Notes, my version of the cliff notes. <laughs> yeah, it's your version of the cliff notes. Exactly right. That's very good. Well, I'm looking forward to the idea of getting Bill and some other CEOs on here to talk about what are some of the leaders in the industry focusing on. Can you give us any insights what Bill's talking about these days? We love Bill. Yeah, we do too. He's uh, just a tremendous thought leader in so many areas. I think as I just ended on that Humda data, maybe I think one of the things is how to balance diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts and make sure they're not political within your company. Uh, so there are a lot of ways to make sure those initiatives are grounded soundly and without spurring that political side that has become mm -hmm. part of some of those initiatives. So that it's very important as a company to have that culture. So that was an interesting thought from Bill over the weekend that he shared with all of us. And he sent out some great information on that topic. For those of you who are interested, I'm happy to share that. 
We also talk a lot about growth. Never stop growing. If you stop growing, you run out of oxygen in the room. And so that's what we do. Yeah, it's good. Great attitude. And there's a huge opportunity for growth as we look more and more people exiting out. So I expect some great things in the years ahead. Bill's still young and can has a lot of years to grow the company. So outstanding. Thank you, Alice, for being here this week. Again, happy Thanksgiving to you. Hope you and Andy enjoyed it with family. Were you with family? We were, yes. We were with our family, our daughters-in-laws in Corning, New York. So we had a wonderful oh, time. Wonder, oh, over New York. Oh, good. Wonderful. Wonderful. Good to be gathered with family. That's what these holidays are all about. And the and, and Christmas is going to be here in just that much time. So fast. Appreciate your report. Thanks for being here for so many years. I was looking back. It has been just so many years we've been doing this together. Yeah. I'm so grateful <laughs> for your contribution each and every week. Thank Appreciate you. you. Have a great rest of your week. Thank Norman, you. We normally run it. By the way, if you want to get a hold of Alice, you can do so by listening to all of Alice's reports. You can do so by going to our website. They're all stacked up there. Very much appreciative of all of those good reports. So many people go in and listen to them over and over. Each one of the segments we have, just really interesting. They binge on all each one of the various reports we give. Alan Pollock gives a great tech update, but he has got a pinched nerve. It's not going to be able to make it in here today. He sent text to me back and forth. But he said he's keeping his fingers crossed, but he's not dialed in. So we're going to just call it a day. Mark Helm is also with family after the holiday and still enjoying a little time with family. So we'll call it a podcast, everyone. Thank you so much. Hope you again had a great Thanksgiving. So much to be grateful for in this nation. We still have a great housing finance system. While we've gone through some serious downturns, we have so much to be grateful for with what we support here in America. And that's the American dream. Appreciate each of you supporting the American dream, Byte Software, Finastra, Total Expert, Lending Home, Lender Homepage, Truve, Angel AI, the MBA, Lynn Lenders One, the Mortgage Collaborative, Knowledge Coop, iEmergent, Mobility MMI, and Modex. So grateful for all of our sponsors and grateful for you, our listeners. Have a wonderful week. Look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.